0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And, Ian, how about this Red Sox offense? Three-game series with the A's. They score 14, 13, and 13. It's the first time in franchise history that they've scored at least 13 runs in three straight games. And the numbers just kind of continue to to jump out at you as far as this team goes offensively and, and what they're doing. They're tied for the lead in the majors in runs. Uh, They lead in hits, average, slugging, OPS. I mean, it goes on and on. I guess when you look at this offense on paper and and when you were heading into the season, this is what everybody thought it could do if everything clicked. But did you ever think it would be as effective as it is right now?
1: Yeah, it was hard to say because, you know, you had some question marks. You didn't quite know, um, you know, what you were getting in Hamley Ramirez this year. You didn't know – uh, Was Dustin Pedroia going to bounce back? Was David Ortiz at 40? Still going to be um, what he hit, what he is. And, you know, some of the younger guys, Travis Shaw, Xander uh, Bogarts, um, Mookie Betts, what, what were these guys going to do? And it turns out, that, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, it turns out all these guys have been, uh, you know, as good as last year. A lot of them have been better than last year. And they're just, uh, more than anything, I just feel more of a chemistry among the guys in the lineup. Like, this is our lineup. We feed off each other. Everyone kind of knows what their role is. Um, There's no uncertainty. And uh, the guys are just uh, having a good time
0: right now. Jackie Bradley Jr., who you mentioned, right in the middle of it. 17-game hit streak. That's currently the longest in the majors. I think it's the the second longest all season long. Uh, It seems like nobody streaks quite like Jackie Bradley Jr. when he gets rolling and we saw it late last season he got on one of these runs a few years ago when he was first coming up he had that spring training when he was unbelievable um what does he need to do though cuz we've seen him get hot and we've seen him then get very cold what's the key to him becoming consistent
1: well keep having these hot streaks but uh, you know when he does Cool off a little bit, just sort of minimize it, and you know, try to grind his way through it, and not just uh, become an automatic out. Like I think last year, once he cooled off, it was just uh, you know, as hot as he was, he got that cold. So you'd like a little more consistency with him. But certainly, uh, you know, if he wants to go on this kind of streak for a few weeks, you're going to take it. And then you hope that when he calls, cools off, you know, one of the other guys is going to go on a hot streak like that. I mean, that's what the good teams, that's what the championship teams do. It's different guys at different points of the year, and uh, this team, uh, you know, Mookie Betts hasn't really gotten hot yet. So maybe when Jackie cools off, that's when Mookie's going to go on the kind of streak that uh, you know that he's capable of. But you know, Jackie has this ability. He he was a great hitter in college. He was a very good hitter in the minor leagues. He did struggle to adjust to major league pitching for a while. But uh, you know, the interesting thing is that this year, when he struggled a little coming out of the gate, you know they stuck with him. They didn't. You know he he started all but one game. So I think that was big. First conference, just to know that he was finally the guy, and uh, you know he was going to be playing no matter what.
0: Has he ever talked much about the the other side, the cold side, and and uh, what he tries to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, he just, if he could figure it out, he wouldn't go in these cold streaks. But honestly, I think this is a guy who is uh, you know coming into his own now, and uh, you know knows what other pitchers are trying to do to him. He's seen a lot more pitchers now. And, you know, I I just think that he's he's coming of age a little bit. So I'm curious to see, you know, once that closer comes, how long it's going to last. I have a feeling that it's not going to last as long uh, this time as it did uh, in the other years.
0: Pablo Sandoval officially uh, out for the year after the the surgery. Um, Obviously, you don't want your players to be injured, but in one sense it at least clarifies things as far as third base. There will be no more questions asked throughout the season between Travis Shaw and and Pablo Sandoval. Um, Can that help Shaw this season, just not having to look over his shoulder at all?
1: Yeah, I'm telling you this because I never got the sense he was. I mean, just the way that season started, he just started out having – uh, so it's great at bats. Not only that, playing good defense. So I think it was just that more than anything, it alleviates some pressure from John Farrell of trying to find ways to get Pablo Sandoval in the lineup like once or twice a week. Because uh, you know that wasn't going to be easy the way that uh, the way the other guys in the lineup were playing. And now Farrell doesn't have a um, you know a 20 million dollar a year guy sitting on the bench, which is always a challenge. So I think in some ways you never want to see a guy undergo surgery, but in some ways it's a relief uh, in the short term.
0: We saw Hanley Ramirez uh, absolutely destroy a baseball this week, 468 feet, according to StatCast, Ian. And we've talked about Hanley. You know, he came in this season a little trimmed down, not as bulky, uh, and and he's hit the ball well, and he's looked athletic around the field, both at first base and, and running the bases, all of that. But you can still see with a swing like that, even if he isn't bulked up like he was a year ago, this is a guy who can hit the baseball a long way.
1: Yeah, no, no question, and uh, you know we're 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 seeing that play out right now. Look, Hanley, the last year, that first month, he was, uh, you know, he was just crushing the ball, but he was, it was everything was home runs. You know, he didn't have a single double in April last year. Dave Dombrowski told him at the end of the season last year, he said, "Go home and get more athletic. We like, we don't need you hitting home runs. If you're hitting with the approach that you that you're supposed to be hitting with, the home runs will just come naturally." And that's what he's doing. He's back to hitting line drives and. Um, hitting the ball from gap to gap, and he's moving around well on the bases, so he's playing well at first base. So it's been a big, uh, a big transformation for Hanley Ramirez. And right now, the only thing is, you just need him—you know—you need him to stay healthy.
0: If there's one thing, obviously, there's a lot of things going right for this team right now, um, but there's still this big question or cloud looming around Clay buckholes. I uh, still seems to continue to struggle, and it seems like especially early in games. And and one thing that stood out to me was. After he was pulled on Tuesday, he left the game with a 7-4 to lead after five innings. He'd only thrown 87 pitches. Um, but he his bite sounded like he was really shocked that he had been pulled, um, and he was down in that game before the offense rallied to, to kind of pick him up. Um, that kind of stood out to me, though, because – Watching the game, I thought it was clear that that was the right time to get him out. They took the lead, get him out. He went five innings. They ended up getting him a victory. Um, Did it surprise you at all that that he had the comments that he did and he reacted the way he did to coming out of that game after five innings?
1: Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think that um, Clay is a little disappointing sometimes in uh, the accountability department, and he needs to, uh, you know, be accountable. He's going out there and laboring and— um, not keeping his feelers on his toes and not pounding the strike zone. I don't blame John Farrell a bit for taking him out after five innings. Um, and the, those, some of those innings the other night were were painful to watch. And so he's got to go out there like he did uh, in the start before that in Chicago and just pound the strike zone, set a tone, and then you're not going to be coming out after five innings. But I think that was a message from John Farrell: like, look, uh, if you want to, you, you know, be pitching. Big innings, late innings for this team. You know, let's let's establish a tone and let's uh, not waste pitches. So I think uh, a little bit of a message by Farrell and uh, probably an unfortunate thing for for uh, Clay Buchholz to say there.
0: Yeah, when you look to the week ahead here, it's it's uh, four games with the Astros coming up, starting on Thursday. Uh, they took two of three in Houston. This Houston team now playing a little bit better baseball um, over the last week or so. But the first game of this series really sets up nicely. It's Price and Dallas Keuchel, a great matchup. Uh, Price still struggling, the ERA six seven five, and 7 starts. But he's making some adjustments mechanically, Ian, How does he feel about those? Because I know I think he had a bullpen after making some adjustments, and he had some positive things to say about how he thought he was he was uh, developing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny how it all happened. Where Dustin Pedroia was studying some video of himself hitting against left-handed pitchers, and he happened to see uh, Price was on one of those reels that Pedroia was looking at. He said, "Look, you know, remember when you're doing this? You know, playing behind you right now. I don't see you you moving your arms." your delivery like you were in these videos, and maybe that's why um, some of the power has gone from your fastball, and Price kind of looked at it, so that makes perfect sense. Uh, he was sort of disappointed in himself for not picking that up on his own um, sooner, but it was a nice uh, get, nice find by Pedroia, and uh, Carl Willis, the pitching coach, had also noticed some things uh, with Price's feet that weren't uh, consistent to his delivery, so they're hoping that all these adjustments come together and Price has a big kind of comeback. Like, I think a lot of people still expect he will.
0: How about Pedroia doing everything, right? He's hitting the ball, (laughs) Grady, at a home run the other night, and he's fixing the pitching staff as well.
1: Yeah, people don't realize sometimes how smart a baseball player Dustin Pedroia is and how um, how much he studies. And, like, he doesn't just get to the ballpark at noon every day because he's – Hyperactive, but he is hyperactive. But he's he's actually getting there to to, to be productive and uh, not just to help himself, but to help his teammates when he can. And uh, you know, it's uh, another example of you know what a great uh, what a great teammate and what a smart player Dustin
0: Pedroia is. This has been MLB.com Extras Red Sox Edition for Ian Brown. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week.